This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. And now, the new home of the Chicago Bears. We are live from the State Street Old National Bank Studio. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. Welcome to Black and Abdallah. On ESPN Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Abdallah, weeknight 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. A lot more football conversation, Abdallah, as we get ready for the Bears and the Packers meat and cheese week to finish the season. Bookend meat and cheese weeks. I like it. Yeah, I guess it's all right. I don't mind it. This is an offer. Look, you've got an opportunity here. Bears. All right. I know you're listening. I know you're, you've downloaded the ESPN Chicago app. I know you're sitting at home taking this show in with your family. This is the opportunity. You have the chance to do what the Lions did last year. And that's what we said in the preseason. Be the Lions from last year. Be that feisty team that no one wants to play. And that's exactly what they are. If this team was going to the playoffs, they would be talked about as the team no one wants to play because of how good the defense is. One of right? them. Yeah. And so... To me, you have an opportunity. It's a primetime game. It's national TV. You got the A crew on there. I suggest you mute them and listen to the ESPN Chicago app, the home of the Bears here, so you can listen to Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jason McKee and not be your vo- your ears bleed with Tony Romo and Jim Nance. No one wants that. Punishment. So listen to the game here on ESPN Chicago, the home of the Bears. You have an opportunity to put the NFL on notice. Justin Fields, everybody. If Justin Fields plays well, if this defense shuts down uh, Jordan Love, said Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and keeps them out of the playoffs, the momentum that you have going into the offseason, going into next year, that puts everybody on notice. The darling pick to go to the Super Bowl this year to compete in the NFC Championship game was who? The Lions. You have that opportunity. You have a ton of cap space, you got all the draft capital in the world. You can own the draft again. You can own free agency with the amount of money that you have. And you can solidify yourself as a future playoff team in this offseason. But you do so by not coming out flat and losing to the Packers in the last week of the season. Courtney Cronin is tweeting at the moment uh, some Bears information. The Chicago Bears have released their Pro Bowl uh, players. Jalen Johnson, defensive back, makes the Pro Bowl. And also defensive lineman Montez Sweat makes the Pro Bowl. So the Bears get two defensive Pro Bowlers uh, that will be a part of the Pro Bowl games. They don't play an actual Pro Bowl anymore. They'll have the Pro Bowl games. And Jalen Johnson makes it, and Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat has been fantastic. Absolutely. The moment he put on a Bears uniform, he has been awesome. And Jalen Johnson this year, for all the conversation in training camp, around the contract, what's going to go on with his situation, he's been really good too. He's backed up all of the conversation that we were having about Jalen Johnson this summer. Mm-hmm. And he's backed it up this season. Both players make their first Pro Bowls. Now, is this the, is this the final list that's coming out now? Are those the only Bears that are going to make the Pro Bowl? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, uh, the Bears have released the uh, communication to the media. Okay. So that, right. It's uh, Jalen Johnson and Montez Sweat will be in the Pro Bowl games. Mm. Uh, I have the quarterbacks here. So the quarterbacks for the Pro Bowl games uh, will be, as I scroll... For the NFC, I've got it here. Brock yeah. Purdy, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, and for the AFC, Tua, Tungavailoa, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Yeah. So there you go. There, there are the Pro Bowl quarterbacks. 
Uh, NFL.com is releasing each individual position group. Okay. Uh, so they're being released at the moment. There are two bears that get in, though. It's right. Johnson and it's Sweat. Oh, man, I thought that TJ Edwards had so a did chance. TJ Edwards totally deserved it. He did. And uh, I saw in the, the final fan voting, he was fourth. Okay. As far as uh, linebackers go. Yeah. So, like, it, the fan voting only gets you so far. All but pro? to be fourth is pretty good. All pro, maybe? Uh, All pro second team, maybe? He's he's having a hell of a year. So, uh, Listen, yeah, and it's good to see Johnson and Sweat make the Pro Bowl. We'll talk to TJ Edwards on Monday. Come out to Crystal Lake and Fire Bar. We'll be joined by TJ Edwards. We'll be out there for Miller Lights Bears Night in Chicago on Monday night after they hopefully beat the Packers on Sunday afternoon. He'll join us on Monday. We'll be there from 6 to 8. He should join us around 7 o'clock. So come hang out with us at Fire Bar in Crystal Lake for the final Bears Night in Chicago of the season. Corey in Peoria. You're on ESPN Corey. 1000. What's up, Corey? How you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing Corey. good. Um, can you guys hear me? Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Corey. Sorry. Yeah, so I think I'm a Justin Fields believer, but I also would like them to explore their options, obviously. The first one I saw that I thought of a couple weeks ago that I saw Barstool talked about is the 1.1 for Justin Herbert. Chargers are probably going to be needing a rebuild. And having a big contract like that would uh, would not help them out. They're going to have, like, Matt coming off probably and a couple other players. So I think that a trade like that could work out for both sides. But another face of it is, which is a lot more absurd, if you want to go route of a cheap quarterback, why not run with Tyson Bajan? Trade fields, trade back on the first and just load up on the roster completely. So those are my two that I would like to hear your guys' opinion on. Yeah, thanks for the call, Corey. Not to be the guy that just automatically shoots down your idea, uh, but the Chargers are not trading Justin Herbert. I disagree with both your points. Sorry. I I think that it's most likely that, uh, and and Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano uh, wrote about this today on uh, ESPN.com, that it is gaining more and more traction in NFL circles that Jim Harbaugh will leave Michigan after the championship game on Monday, win or lose, and he will the him to the Chargers is gaining more traction in NFL circles. We know he loves Justin Herbert, and we've talked about it before. I still believe it is uh, a thousand times harder to find a Justin Herbert than it is to find a coach to get something out of Justin Herbert. Right? Like I think Justin Herbert is a top ten quarterback in the NFL. I think that you know with the right coaching staff and with the right pieces around him, he can be great again. And uh, I don't think that if Harbaugh is going to go to the Chargers, that they're going to be trading him. Analyze this for me. I would be so much more frustrated if the Bears miss out on Jim Harbaugh than missing out on a quarterback. Well, like it bothers me that they're that like it would bother me more that they're going to run back Eberflus when when Harbaugh is there like. It makes perfect sense. Like you put Jim Harbaugh with this team, they're a playoff team. They're they're a championship contending team. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's all you need. It's what's missing. Yeah. Like I don't feel as strongly about the quarterback position as I do that head coaching spot with that specific guy. Well, I mean, we'll know. We'll find out soon because because I agree with the reports. He's bouncing to the NFL. Yeah, he's available. Yeah, it's there. Mm-hmm. He played here. He knows what's going on. He with wants ownership. to coach from what he we've heard. Wants he wants to, to be here. Yeah. Like what? 
Like, that to me would be such a miss where I don't feel as passionately about the quarterback situation. Well, and also I think he could come here and say, I can win with Justin Fields. And get the most out of I Justin I can win. Fields. Look what I did with Alex Smith. Look what I did uh, with Colin Kaepernick. Look what I did with Andrew Luck. Like, J.J. I can, McCarthy now? J.J. McCarthy. Like, I can win with Justin Fields. I just think he might like this. I know the cap space isn't as good and the financial situation isn't as good in uh, in San Diego. But the quarterback position is better. Like, he loves Justin Herbert. We've are, heard it multiple times that he loves Justin Herbert. Are you comfortable giving him decision-making power? Is that, no. like, would that be part no, of it? No, but who, I think who is? I are, think that, are the Chargers going to give him the, key, the keys to the castle? I think the they castle would, because they fired their GM, too. I think they would give him carte blanche on decision-making. A lot like the way Belichick's able to operate New England. I think that's one of the things you'd have to wrestle with. If that's what they end up giving him and the Bears don't get him and we find out that he's he's GM and coach, no thank you. He's the missing piece. No thank you. He's the missing piece to all this. No thank you. I'm not making him GM. I'm telling you, man. I'm not making him GM. I'm not making him GM. No, I'm I'm with you, and I don't think that the Bears should move off of Poles right now. Like I I think Poles has done a sufficient enough job to Mm -hmm. continue to do what he's doing. Absolutely. Patrick and Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Patrick? Howdy, guys. Hey, I got a question for you. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Listen, when Justin Fields started his career in the NFL, boy, I think he was sacked eight times in his first game. I may be wrong about that. He had the gift. It's like a, a, a hitter in baseball getting thrown at his head eight out of 24 dropbacks. You know what I mean? Like, he just couldn't get comfortable. He's getting comfortable. He's getting confident. He's looking great. And when I look at a guy like Caleb, Caleb Williams, He's trending down. He had a bad year. I don't know why people love this guy. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, it's a fair way to look at it. I think the the problem, though, with Justin Fields is that we have not seen enough great play from him to this point. If he was playing better throughout this third season, then I don't think any of this is a conversation. I think it's a no-brainer that you're going to try and fleece someone who wants to get to number one like Mm -hmm. you did last year. Unfortunately, Fields hasn't been that good and that consistent this season. That's why this conversation's around. Yeah, I think that, you know, the and if the reports are true that you can get a second or third round pick, that might be enticing too, you know, to reset your financial status. So I think that that's got to, that's part of the decision too, is the financials of it. Is having a cheap quarterback for the next five years as opposed to having to potentially pay Fields in two years after this. Okay, but here, here's the thing with that. You don't have to pay Fields for two seasons. No, you don't. I understand that. So the whole, like, resetting the quarterback clock thing, like, Look. okay, this team's going to try and win next season, though. No, no, no. And we I, knew going into this season that they wanted to win. I also believe the, the cap's a myth. Cap's a myth. Of course. Look at the Rams. Of course cap, it the is. The cap is a myth. The, look at the Rams. Look at the Seahawks. Yeah. Look at te- Like, when you're stuck... All you have to do is remove that player, and then boom, you're right back to you where you were. You remove the player, you Look rework at the, Green the deal, Bay last year. you defer some years, you do whatever. Rodgers' deal was, you couldn't move it. Well, he, he was moved to the Jets. Yeah, and then How they, do you explain yeah. that? And then they moved him. Josh in Inglewood, you're on ESPN 1000 Talking Bears with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's up, guys? Finally made it up. I just want to say, I think that, uh, you know, I think that we should definitely move on from Fields. You know, I don't think I've seen... Anything special from Fields in the last, what, three years, four years since he's been drafted? Three. You know, three years, right? And I think we also tend to forget that this is the, uh, that we're going into the third year of, uh, you know, Matt Eberflus being as a coach, right? And Ryan Poe's being as a GM, right? Because, uh, 
Fields was never was never a uh, post pick. You know what I mean? I think they gave him the benefit of the doubt, but I think at the end of the day, I don't think he's shown anything special to the point where it's making you say, hey, we should keep Fields over Caleb Williams. Now, I don't, I'm not saying I'm an expert on college football, mm-hmm. but, you know, I, I, I do want to say that, you know, just listening to the experts, right, and this might change in a couple of months. I think that if people are describing them as some generational talent, you know, I think that there's only, option, there's only one option to go come next year's draft, which is draft Caleb Williams and start building your team around them, which I think that, the demise of Justin Fields, Caleb Williams is coming into a better situation than Justin Fields came in three years ago, right? Because now I think we got a better offensive line. We got a better defensive uh, defensive unit, right? So I think that if you bring in Caleb Williams and add to the positions around them, you know, even you can even say that they can draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and add to that offensive uh, wide receiving corps, right? I think that you're getting the same return from Caleb Williams that you're getting from Justin Fields, right? Because Justin Fields holds on to the ball too long. He can't read he can't read defenses. So yes, he's a special player in the sense that he can run the ball, right? But I think in that option, I think any quarterback can run the ball. If they can read the defenses and they can adjust to the offensive line in the game, I think that we might as well take a shot with Caleb Williams. And that's the only point I got to make, guys. All right, Josh, thanks for the phone call. 312-332-3776. We go to Corey in Peoria. We already talked to Corey. We go to Jim in Park Ridge. Jim, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, guys, how you doing? What's up, man? Abdallah, against my better judgment, I did go from the car inside my house with my family (laughs) eating dinner. (laughs) Tell him I said, what's up? Did you bring us with? I did. They're listening Love right it. now. Hi, Love family. It. Hello, family. Enjoy your dinner. There you go. All right, my question is, I'm tired of hearing about Caleb Williams. I want your opinion, because you guys are different. You don't have the same cookie-cutter uh, opinions like some people do that have been there longer than you, who shall remain nameless. But um, give me Bo Nix. I see Jim, this guy I've been on the Bo Nix train for months. For months well, I've been I mean, telling people gets, about Bo Nix. He gets the ball out fast. He's accurate. Can he run like Justin? No, but I don't need my quarterback to run for 100 yards. I need him to throw for 300. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, so, I, I like Bo Nix. You want experience coming out of college. Bo Nix has played more football than anyone in the history of college. Anyone. And so, for me, I don't care about his age because Joe Burrow was the same age when he was drafted. And look at what Joe Burrow did. Now, he was injured his first year because of offensive line sucked. Then they went to the Super Bowl. Then he got injured again. That's fine. But I don't. Bo Nix doesn't have like an injury history. Neither did neither did Joe Burrow before he got to the NFL. And I don't think that age. Joe has any, Burrow has an injury history now. He does, but I don't think that has anything to do with his age. No, he's like two years older than everybody else. No. Big deal. Penix like, and uh, Nix are both twenty three. They'll be twenty four by the time the draft rolls. Around. Exactly. So if you want someone with experience that's seen a lot of football, then Bo Nix to me should be an option. That's why I keep mentioning him when I say Drake May, Caleb Williams. I always make sure to say Bo Nix because I feel like if you decide to move the number one pick and trade back to three or four, that's someone you could get if you still want to get a quarterback. You can double dip. You could trade back to three. You could trade back to to two or however it shakes out. I know Arizona's at four right now, but that doesn't mean they're going to be at the end of after uh, Sunday. That if you do that, you can still get Bo Nix 
and still have your quarterback for the future if you choose to move on from Justin Fields. Thanks, Jim. Enjoy, enjoy dinner, okay? Thanks, guys. You know, Abdal, you, you continue to mention this, and, and I wanted to get into it with you because, you know, what we saw in the Sugar Bowl in the, uh, the uh, Final Four game between Washington and Texas, Michael Penix Jr., to me, has been the best college quarterback the entire season. 32 touchdowns. Uh, he, he threw, or no, he 35 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Last year he threw for 31 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's been fantastic. The, the knock on Penix is, well, he was hurt. Yeah, years ago, he tore ACL. He had ACL twice. He had a shoulder injury. He was fine this season. He's been fantastic, and his the ball that he throws looks good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It just is a good, tight spiral mm-hmm. on the money, perfectly for the receiver every single time. You've been high on Bo Nix this entire season. I've leaned towards Penix throughout the season. Penix is 6'3". Bo Nix is 6'2". I, I think both guys can have successful Absolutely. NFL careers, but like I am surprised to an extent after watching the game against Texas the other night. I'm surprised that it's taken this long for some in the national media to start jumping aboard the Michael Penix train as if this guy could be a legit quarterback. Because the one thing that I always point to is like we can mention it with uh, Joe Burrow. I even mentioned it with Trevor Nor- uh, Trevor Lawrence in the past is that Michael Penix has won games, close games. He's made the throws to win those games. Mm -hmm. That, to me, matters. I like that. I think that matters. And I know that people want to compare Williams to uh, Mahomes and May to Herbert. But Michael Penix, like, don't sleep on a guy like that and don't sleep on a guy like Bo Nix. I'd be fine if they drafted Michael Penix. If you trade the first pick and you move back to the, you know, and then you can move back again and you can get him, you know, mid to late first round, you can use your own pick, 10 on, on Michael Penix, I believe he's, he'll still be there because of the medicals. But that doesn't mean that he's automatically going to tear his ACL again. You have a good offensive line. He has one of the best, if not the best offensive line in college football right now. He also avoids a lot of sacks when there is pressure. There's a play that I saw that, you know, has been going around his ability. There was a guy coming free right at him. You know, yeah. and he moves slightly to the right and completely just the guy made the guy miss and still made a great throw. And I think that, you know, that he's seen a lot of football as well. He's played a lot of football, not as much as Bo Nix, but he still played a lot. And I think that as long as the medicals check out, I don't see why you can't win with a guy. But I think he needs to come into a situation where you already have a good offensive line. And the Bears are in that situation. You get the center position fixed. I think this Bears team has a good offensive line. Black and Abdallah. You're listening to Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Will the outcome of this weekend's Bears-Packers game change your opinion when it comes to Justin Fields? When it uh, looks at the head coach, Matt Eberflus, will you change your opinion based on what you see this weekend against the Packers in Week 18? The Bears are 7-9, and nine, the Packers are 8-8, eight and eight, and the Bears have a chance to get to their eighth win, which would be a massive success, I think, 
from what we thought he would be heading into the season. We'll continue taking your Bears calls at 312-332-3776. But first, Abdallah, you walked into the studio earlier today, Mm -hmm. and you said to uh, myself and Charlie Bevins, Mm -hmm. you said, uh, guys, I just returned my pants, the pants I was wearing, and now I'm wearing my new pants. I got new pants. What the hell are you talking about? Okay, so... Let me, okay, so it's a long story, but you got to listen, okay? Listen, listen to the story and hear me out, okay? I needed a new pair of jeans. So a couple weeks ago, uh, been, we got a Banana Republic factory over here because uh, there's certain pants stores that don't understand that men have butts. I got, a, I got the Egyptian booty. So Banana Republic pants uh, fit me the be- jeans fit me the best. So they're having the sales 50% off, okay? So I go over to Banana Republic factory and I buy a pair of jeans. Now I am a 3230. Okay. okay? I have been a 3230 for a long time and I know how 3230 pants are supposed to fit. So I just usually buy them. I don't need to try them on. I just go all 3230 pants uh, that I've been buying from the Banana Republic, from the Republic of Banana, uh, have been always fine. I get them home and I put them on and they're like two inches too short. They're above my ankle. That's how short these pants are. What were they, the style? No, it was the same. It was literally the same pair of jeans. What kind of cut did you get? Just a new pair of jeans. Did you get floods? It was the same pair of jeans. Straight cut? That I got. No, I hope they weren't too tight. I'm a slim boy. Uh, well, I, I hope you know slim, slim fits are out. Well, these don't look slim on me. I'm just I got slim. You want I got slim. Fit. No, I don't. 2024. You want no, straight fit? I don't slim go still in. I'm a 40 year old man, dude. I don't go. I'm well, not trying to help that. you out, man. I'm not wearing big pants. I'm not wearing Jenkos over here. I've been. It's literally the same pair of jeans that I bought a couple years ago. But now <laughs> you get one pair of jeans every no, couple I just, years. I have, I have more more <laughs> pairs of jeans, but my other jeans got a big hole in the butt, and my wallet was gonna fall out. So I was so I wore them today, okay. And I was like, "This is ridiculous." So I, because I, I held them. Wear the short pants in. I wore them today. Why didn't I notice that you were wearing super short pants? You know why? Because I'm wearing Jordan ones and they're high tops, so you Uh-oh. can't tell because they hang. They go above my ankle. That would have been so you funny can't to tell. watch you walk around I understand with short that. pants. I've worn them a couple times, and I just I was like, I'm just going to suck it up. They were pretty cheap because they were 50 percent off, and I'm just going to deal with it. And then I thought today, you know what? No, this aggression will not stand. And so I went over to the because I've held them up to my other pair of jeans, and they're literally two inches shorter. They're the same pair of jeans just now as opposed to like a year and a half ago. So I go over to Banana Republic. I get another pair of 3230s. I try them on. Sure enough, they fit just fine. So I go and I'm like, I don't think this is going to work. I'm trying to pull one here. And I've worked retail a bunch of places. You know that. I've worked all over Hawthorne Mall. How long have you had these pants? Uh, I looked at my receipt December 1st. So you're out of the 30-day window. Out of the 30-day window. And I was going to accept that. And I you've went, been wearing them. And I've been wearing them, and I wash them and everything. Okay? I don't dry my jeans, so it's not a shrinkage issue. So I went up to the guy, and I'm never like... Never dry jeans. Never. What are you doing? I don't know. Some people do. In my mind, I'm thinking, this is not going to work. I'm not going to fight the person on this. I'm just going to say, hey, here's my situation. And if they go, hey, we can't do that. It's past the 30 days. I'll be like, okay, fine. I'll just buy the new pants. They're still 50% off because it's Banana Republic factory. They're always 50% off, right? So I get up there and I go, hey, man, look, I, uh, I got these jeans like a month ago. I told him the whole story. He goes, oh, let me see them. And he holds them up to me like against my waist. And like he's like, oh, yeah, these are way too short. I'll, I'll keep them. Take the new pants and leave. So I just walked out with the new pants. No I go, receipt? Anything? I go, I go, do we need to do anything? He goes, nope, just take them. 
What? Yep. He just, just said, take him. He said, nope. Just He goes, you already got him on. Just take him. <laughs> well, that's why you walked in and you're like, I just re- returned the pants I was wearing. I was like, the pants you were wearing? Yep. What are you talking and about? And so now I'm wearing new jeans that fit me the proper way. They're the correct length. And this completely worked. I went in thinking that he was going to be like, Guy, this is this is past the thirty days. Yeah, I can't do anything. I was going to be like, okay, always. I was going to say, works. I, I know. I've worked retail. I've done that before, and I would have said, "You're right. I'm fine. Here's the tag off the new jeans. Charge me whatever they are, and I'll gladly pay because I know that I that I should have brought them back earlier, but I didn't. But it worked. So this is, seems to be a known issue. That he's come across before. That's what it seemed like. Because these were because de- I held them up to the same and dude, no, I'm telling no you, no person working retail is that cool. I'm telling about you, it. like two full inches shorter. That's how short these pants were. And the, these ones fit these perfectly. Fit perfectly, man. Everything's good. Now. Everything's good now. It worked. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe that it worked. And let's uh, all recognize that the reason Adam needed these new uh, pants, these new jeans, is because of his big booty. Oh, well, yeah. That's Listen. right. I'm Aaron, man. He's got a big booty. Aaron's got booties, man. There's nothing we can do about He's it. He's also the station hot cop. I can do as many squats as I want to. At ESPN 1000. Still got the booty. Egyptians and got booties, man. So now he takes his jeans, he walks in, and he says... I've got a big booty. You know who I am. <laughs> nope, not at all. I didn't think it was going to work. And I want to switch out these pants for those pants. It and totally I want to leave. No, I was just like, hey, man, I don't know if you can do anything for me. Like, I bought these pants like a month ago. They're not the right size. They say 3230. They are not 3230. And he was like, they are not. You are correct. You can keep those pants. I go, do you need my... Because I had it on my phone. I go, here, do you need my receipt? And he goes, nope, I'm good. And he just took them. That was it. Threw them in the uh, damage bin. That's it. Well done. Usually you have to deal with crap in those situations. Dude, I did not. Usually. I was was prepared to pay for a different pair of pants and just eat the money and been like, you know what? I should have brought these back as soon as I put them on when I got home. I should have been like, nope, these aren't right. So th- this wasn't an issue of you just getting, like, the wrong no. fit? or It was literally just a manufacturing. Literally yeah. a manufacturing or labeling. Not error. enough material, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Well, I'm glad you got your jeans. Thank you. I got for, new pants now. For your big booty. For my big butt. Uh, in other news, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski on NBA Countdown uh, just <laughs> repeated what he reported a couple weeks ago, that there's no trade market for Zach Levine right now. That's right. The NBA is banking on nostalgia tonight, a nostalgic play for the NBA in primetime. The Bulls and the Knicks will be on ABC television in primetime tonight. The Bulls got blown out last night, and they took a bus ride to New York for the Knicks game tonight. That's right. They, they took a bus from Philly to New York. That's bonding. Yeah, it's a bonding trip after getting your well, brains you know, beaten in you know the night before. A bus from Philly to New York Guess before. what? You know who's not on the trip? Who? For this bonding experience. Who? Oh, they left Zach Levine at yeah. home. Zach Levine uh, for Major Morjanowski tonight on ESPN and ABC television on NBA Countdown. There's no market for Zach Levine right now. So there you go. Zach Levine, your max player. And the Bulls will face off against the Knicks in prime time in a few minutes from Madison Square Garden because, yes, 
The NBA is banking on nostalgia for, for people across America to be interested in a sub-500 Bulls team facing off against the Knicks. The Knicks are a good, nice team. Knicks are decent. Yeah, middle of the pack, nice team yeah. in the Eastern Conference. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. Patrick and Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Patrick? Put Patrick back on. Oh. Patrick? Matt in South Carolina, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Matt. Put Matt back on. Oh. <laughs> let's go. All right, let's go three for three. Yeah, come on. Uh, let's go with Andre in LaGrange. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Andre? Three for three. Hey, guys. Ah, Andre's there. What's up, Andre? What's up? (laughs) And I'm sorry that the other guys weren't there, but hey, I get to talk, so I'll take it. (laughs) What's up, man? Um, Wanted to get your take on kind of a a scenario that I guess doesn't get talked quite as much as the, hey, we've got to trade fields and move on and draft Caleb or or we're, we're keeping them, and basically kind of do both where you keep fields, trade down a little bit, get the haul for the first pick, and then pick up a Penix or a Bonix later in the first round where you've got fields for the next couple of years if he develops great, but then we could actually, you know, have a little bit of patience and not always have a new system or a new quarterback or a new coach every year and have a guy that's got a couple of years to sit on the bench and develop. And if fields doesn't work out, you know, we've got somebody that we can roll in instead of starting all over again. Ah. Uh... My only hesitancy with that is if you draft, and I know there are exceptions. Obviously, Jordan Love is an exception. Patrick Mahomes is an exception. But in, in now in the NFL, if you spend the capital on a quarterback in the first round, they're playing. Like, they need to play. Because of how much, you, how much draft capital that first round pick is. Because then you, it speeds up the process, right? Because then you have one less year or two less years to make your decision. And then you're in a situation like the Packers where you have to kind of give Jordan Love a deal, but you don't know if he's the guy. So it's, it's, it's cheap, but now you kinda are, you're going to have to pay him because now he's going to command that kind of money. So I, I'm fine with drafting a quarterback later in the draft in the third round or something like that and having him be someone that you, you know, take a flyer on and hope that they have, are a better backup than Bajent. And then if Fields gets hurt, you've got a good quarterback there. And then maybe it's something you can turn into in the future. But if you're drafting a quarterback in the first round, they need to play. Thanks, Andre. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks. Yeah, I agree with that. If, if you're drafting a quarterback, you got to play them. Because otherwise you fall into the situation where you're not actively developing the quarterback that yeah. you're, you're putting your entire franchise future into. That's what you have to do. Uh, if that's the path you choose, you have to play them. And that's why you want to talk about a pressure cooker situation. You draft a quarterback number one. You move off of fields. That quarterback has to develop quickly. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's going to be the number one story in Chicago sports for the next two years the quarterback development of that number one pick, whether it be Drake May, whether it be Caleb Williams, whoever that is, yeah. that's going to be a pressurized situation. Like, here's an example. If you take Cam Ward in the third round, 
he's not playing right away. That's like your backup. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not Cam Ward's not a first round quarterback. No. So if you take Cam Ward in the third round, maybe falls to the fourth round, something like that. That's that's fine. That's fine. You do that. But you're not drafting Drake May or Caleb Williams or Bo Nix or or Penix in the first round and having them sit for two years. You make them play. Yeah. I'm with you. D-Nice on the west side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, D-Nice? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing? I'm I'm great. Hey, Happy New Year. I'm listening to a bunch of callers call in with, with, with some of the same scenarios. We're talking about all these uh, pie-in-the-sky trade options and these quarterbacks that are so great. I mean, we were talking the same thing about Trevor Lawrence a couple years ago. Nobody's that high on him anymore. Everybody knows who he is. You know what he can do, even with uh, Justin uh, Herbert out in in L.A. I, I, I'm not that high on him either. I think they're one and the same. They haven't won anything. They both went to the playoffs and couldn't win a game. One of them threw a 30-point lead in the playoffs. And you, you're looking and you're searching for the same thing that everybody else is looking for. If you look around the league and you look at the quarterback play of the quarterbacks that are actually succeeding at these programs, like a, block, a Brock Purdy, who's having a, a good year in a, a good system because he has all pro weapons around him, that's the way you want to build your team. With the Bears, they already have a, a good enough quarterback to win you games. They should focus on building depth within their roster. Now, They'll be doing a, their team a disservice, which is Ryan Poles, by not exploring those options to uh, gain depth and, and multiple draft picks going forward. I like the option of trading down to Washington and getting Deron Payne, pairing him with uh, Javon Dexter, and being able to build out that defensive line and have that pass rush get even better. Now, once you, you trade down for him, you can still gain picks in, in this year's draft, next year's draft, and the following draft, so you have your options to draft a quarterback if you need to do that. As well as with their own pick, the Bears have at number 10, I I, I like the offensive tackle from Penn State, from Notre Dame. I even like the the tight end that's coming out, Brock Bowers. And the, the, the Bears are in a great position, and drafting a quarterback should actually be their last option based on how Justin Fields is playing now to end the season. He just needs weapons. It's not like he's gotten the, the, the best situation. He's got one weapon, D.J. Moore. D.J. Moore has had a career year under Justin Fields as being his quarterback, career high in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. Why wouldn't you want to continue to build on that and get Marvin Harrison Jr. at that third pick and continue to give him weapons and see what he can do from there? What do you guys think about that? Thanks, Dean. Nice. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I, I think that's where we're at a crossroads, right? I could absolutely see Ryan Poles moving off of the number one pick, getting back stuff to add to this team, and you continue building forward. You've built a lot of momentum here down the stretch run of this final two months of this season. You put together a hell of a defense. The team is still playing for the head coach. Two months ago, we thought the coach was fired. Yep. They're playing for him. Yep. Seems like he's going to be back. The quarterback's improved. Things have moved forward. Things have progressed. It hasn't become as bad as I think we thought it was or that it would get when they were 0-4. When they were 0-4, I think a lot of us thought that this would be the worst team in the National Football League. That's not how the season played out. There was a lot of season to be had. And since the start of November, this team has responded. They've gone 5-3 and three since the start of November. And in games that Justin Fields started since the start of November, the Bears are 4-2. and two. Mm-hmm. 
That's pretty good. I think it's good. I that's wait. right on pat on the on the pace and the path that we thought that they would be on. Look for the exactly. guys for the people that want to point out wins and losses for Justin Fields. The Nagy year doesn't count. It doesn't. And if the last year doesn't count against Matt Eberflus, as we're led to believe the front office believes, the front office believes that the first year doesn't count for Matt Eberflus because they willingly tore down that defense and traded their best players to get rid of the cap space and you know reset the franchise and put themselves into a position where they are now. Why should it count for Justin Fields? If it doesn't count for Matt Eberflus, it shouldn't count for the quarterback. It's a team game. The defense was giving up 35, 40 points a game. He was keeping them in a lot of those games. But because of the lack of talent last year, they lost a lot of those games. They were in a lot of one-score games and lost because of lack of talent. And who kept them in those games? It wasn't the defense. It was Justin Fields and the offense. But they, didn't have, they just didn't have quite enough. They only won three games. They went from three to seven or eight this year. They can win eight games this year. Now, normally, that's a 500 record. Obviously, the extra game the last couple of years, you can't be 500 anymore. So, to me, it says more about what Justin Fields can do and how he's played. And you mentioned 4-2 and two in, in the games he's played in in, um, in November and December. That it's leaning towards keep building around him and he'll keep growing. And the news that we have tonight, the Bears have two players going to the Pro Bowl. It will be defensive back Jalen Johnson. It will be defensive end Montez Sweat. Those two individuals will be heading to the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl games, obviously, they no longer have an actual game. But Sweat and Johnson named to the Pro Bowl tonight for a defense that's had a fantastic second half of the season. And Abdal, some of the numbers and especially the advanced metrics for this defense have been some of the best in the NFL in the last few weeks, and they've gotten to a point now where they're the best in the NFL in many different categories defensively. Since week nine in defensive DVOA, the only def- – and who, who, who joined the team in week nine? That was Montez Sweat, yeah. your uh, Pro Bowl player, who yeah. uh, led two different teams this season in sacks. So since Montez Sweat got here uh, week nine, Bears. the only defenses that have been better than the Bears are Baltimore, Cleveland, and San Francisco. Right now – the Bears in overall DVOA weighted, which puts more stock in those six in that six and three in November and December than it does the 0 and 4 start. They are seventh in weighted DVOA in the NFL. That's not just defense, that's overall offense, defense, special teams. Seventh. This team in weighted DVOA it's a crazy is jump. a top 10 football team. It's a crazy jump for where they were at halfway through the season. And where they were at the start of this season. Mm-hmm. You know, think about the conversation we had back in August with Aaron Schatz, who comes up with the DVOA. Remember our conversation? He yep. pointed to the Bears. We asked, like, hey, could you see a jump in this team this season? He was like, not really. Look at the personnel that they have. There, there's not really much of a jump to be had. You don't see that very often. And the Bears have done that throughout the season. Mm-hmm. They've improved. They've gotten a lot better. Throughout this season. Now they're top 10. That's crazy. Yeah. They're seventh. I mean, and this is a defense that's fourth right now. You know, their offense uh, is not that high. And in the article written by Aaron Schatz on, on uh, FTN Fantasy about the DVOA numbers, is it's 90% defense. That's yeah. the reason for the turnaround. Justin Fields hasn't been horrible, but it's not the reason why this team is better. The reason the team is better 
is one, they're winning games, obviously, but because their defense, the takeaways, the sacks, the pressures they're getting on quarterbacks, completely different from the start of the year. This is Chicago's Home for Sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Thank you to Charlie Bevitz and to Sean Graney for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. We'll be back tomorrow night at 7. Bears Weekly from 6 to 7 with Joniak and Thayer. And then Black and Abdallah will take over from 7 to 8 tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. Abdallah, can we give a uh, shout-out to Smashburger? They sent, I think, no less than 100 sandwiches to the station today. And they were delicious. Sandwiches, tots, salads. Uh, all the fixins for said sandwiches. It, it was enough to feed a literal army. There were uh, containers of bacon for the burgers. Yeah. It was, oh, it was delicious. All the accoutrement so that you need. Shout out to Smashburger and thanks for sending over the lunch and uh, I think the dinner for many of us uh, because uh, <laughs> I, I took a sandwich and yeah, uh, yes, so that, that'll be dinner as well. The lunch and dinner from Smashburger. So thank you to the guys and Josh and the crew over there from Smashburger. Check them out. Uh, Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Abdallah, I saw this story earlier today. Uh, the headline, Boy 13, is believed to be the first to beat Tetris. You can beat Tetris? I thought so, it just kept going. So that's what people thought. Uh, AI have tried to beat it, and they get to a point, and it freezes. And this kid, Willis Gibson from Oklahoma, oh. 13-year-old. He got to that point. He got to the end of Tetris. He played Tetris so far and was so good at it that it froze. Whoa. And that's it. That's it? Nines across the top of the scores with the time and everything. Yeah? Game frozen. Done. Oh. Congrats, nerd. The nerd. Yes, the kid got it. Well, I mean, how about this? All the kids uh, today, all we hear about is Gen Zers and their fancy algorithms oh, and games. Yeah. And this kid, 13, out here playing, playing Tetris. Tetris. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Good job, little nerd. Charlie Bevins, are you, do you know what Tetris is? I do, and it was funny. I saw this in the system. I was like, what's this Tetris music for? Well, it's for this segment. For the segment, For this man. conversation. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, of course I've played Tetris. I would play it at, like, an arcade or something when I was a kid. Or, like, you, it was one of the first phone games you would download or iPod oh games. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sean, have you played Tetris? Game Boy. I got introduced you, into you, it, the phone game, man. Oh, my God. See, the, the Game Boy, you children. The, the boy, 13, he played it on the original Nintendo version. Oh, hell yeah. Here That's even better. Nintendo. That's even better. Now, have you seen these kids uh, that, that they play this? They're these expert Tetris players, and they roll the fingers? Yes. That's how have you, you, have you, you go seen faster. This? Yeah. Yeah, I have. How would you describe the rolling of the fingers it's to someone like a, who's uh, listening to this? It's kind of like a twitch with well, your fingers. Well, they hold the controller against their knee. Yeah. And then, and then they, they, they just, they kind of... They just kind of—it's as if you like—it's not a stroke. It's more like a—it's a a rhythm beat. Did you have the kid? Did you ever know the kid? It was me, so you did know him. That had a Zippo and would light it on their leg. 
no. a Zippo lighter no. and would take it and like you These would... These things don't sound connected. You would, yeah. Well, no, because that's how it is. You kind of take your fingers and do like the flick. It's like a little flicking yeah. motion. Yeah, it is. Why would they need to be faster? Well, he was trying to beat Tetris. Yeah, because it's, it's so you about have to be speed. as fast as possible. So speed, speed is part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't a, know that. It's a part Come of on. the game. And so they take their controller, they, they position it against their knee. Yes. And then they, they do a, a finger flicking finger stroke thing. Yeah. Is that how you would describe yeah. it? Yeah. Finger a, flick. A finger flick stroke? Yeah. So congratulations Good to uh, Willis Gibson. Good job, nerd. Little Tetris prodigy from Oklahoma. I mean, he's 13. He's, he's like. the first to beat the game. Yeah. Ever. It's never been beaten before That's this time. crazy. I didn't think you could beat it. I thought it just kept going. Right. Until it gets to 9999999 and freezes. All right. That's it. I learned something today. The kid posted a video of him celebrating after saying, oh, my God, I can't feel my fingers. Okay. Well, <laughs> after the win. After the win. After a long night, some of us have said that, too. With the uh, finger flick stroke? Mm-hmm. Is that what you had? <laughs> Frank in Hanover Park, you're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Frank. Hey, guys. Can you hear me? We can hear you, Frank. All right. Now it's a bit. <laughs> yes, we can. All right. Hey. So I, I agree with the last caller. Um, I'm a, I'm a uh, big Justin fan. And uh, when, when you look at what this kid has had to deal with, Okay, over the last last really the last three years, right? If you forget about the first year, last year, his uh, his really offensive line was was horrible, and this year I think you guys would agree that the at, at best they were average, right? So um, you know we we we've got some some talent there, but you know we lack a center and we lack a uh, I think we're at average on, on the uh, left tackle side. So, I mean, if you kind of think about the scenario where we can trade down, right, and pick up, and I think realistically we can we can pick up a Mar- uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., right, and so we've got a, uh, a second stud wide receiver, right. Uh, when when you think about like really what where uh, Justin's improvement's been this year is really I, I think it's it's a result of uh, of adding. Um, uh, of adding more, okay, as as the other wide receiver. I mean, he's he's been absolutely phenomenal. And I think he's changed Justin's game. Yeah. So you had another wide receiver, okay, and I, I think the offense. And then and then you know if you trade down, maybe in the in the, uh, the bare second for uh, first round pick, you get you get a left tackle possibly, okay, and then free agency pick up a center, okay. Imagine what that's going to look like, right? And then on the defensive side, the defense is awesome, man. We got a great defense, right? Mm-hmm. I think what we're missing on the defensive side is maybe an edge rusher. Uh, you know, we keep talking about a three technique on the defensive line, but I think those two kids that we got, I think they can shine. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks, Frank. And, we're running and, out and of show, go, Frank. Thank, Thank you. you for the so, phone call, my man. Appreciate you yeah. as, as we're wrapping up the show. Yeah, Frank makes a lot of good points mm-hmm. there. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can trade out of the first pick. You can pick up an edge rusher. You can pick up a wide receiver. Address three technique somewhere else. You'll be fine. We'll get more of your phone calls in tomorrow. We'll be back at seven. Black and Abdallah. Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.